Once again, to the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour, brought to you by, by the Lucky Mojo Cereal Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart of EvanLionheart.com in New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, Conjurman of ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's special guest. Mama E with a Valentine's Day special on loving yourself. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening. But if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Kat? Hi. Hi, Evan. How are you doing today back where you are? (laughs) Tell us about yourself a minute before we go to me. Sure. Well, I'm doing just lovely. I'm actually in the process of pouring some new candles. And, um, yeah, just celebrating all the lovely Valentine's Day energy that we're basking in right now, even though we're isolated. It's, you know, it can still be a cozy holiday. How about you, Ms. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's a, it's a little diminished, but, um, but, you know, there's always, you know, fresh red apple slices and brandied cherries for breakfast. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> in bed <laughs> you know we we make That's our valentines when we can um well things here are um cooking along i've been um hard at work uh, i think i've bit off a, a a large piece of raw buffalo meat here with this patreon thing i started and i talk about it and somebody <laughs> said why do you talk about it so much because it's consuming my life um so um as of uh, noon today when I should have sent out the um, week two Patreon you know, bundle of free pages, private pages, secret pages, secret articles for my uh, subscribers, I wasn't done at noon. I'm not done quite yet. And I can only say that the uh, impeachment slowed me down because, of course, I just sat there mm, and watched it, you know, the whole time. And, um, and then the you know getting it all together one thing leads to another and I'm I have completed three pages instead of one I always say I promise that you'll get one free page but sometimes it just grows so now there are three free pages and I'm working on number four to get them all linked together but it's going to be part of the Mystic Tea Room and uh, I hope I just uh, talked with Evan right before the show he said he'd be up a little late his time of course that's he's back east. And he's going to stay up a little late, and I, if I have that fourth page done, y'all are going to get a fourth page. And 
won't that be nice? <laughs> and we we see what happens. And um, so all of you Patreon folks, hang steady. It didn't come at noon, but it will come before midnight, depending on where you live in the United States. <laughs> it might come right after midnight. All right, guys. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. It's been a lot of work. I've been um, also just sort of hanging out, uh, you know, getting my exercise in by walking up and down the hall like a caged tiger, waiting for my vaccine. Um, Sonoma County messed up, and there's no vaccines available anymore. I don't know what they did. It's just they made a they made a mistake, and they gave all the vaccines away to uh, kids and young people by mistake. They oops forgot Oy. about the age limit. So they ran out. So now we don't have any vaccine here for a while. And I've been working at Hoodoo Psychics. And Hoodoo Psychics, yesterday and today, has a special on $14. Um, no, I said that wrong. 14 minutes for $40. It's a savings. It would be $55. It's a savings um, quite a lot. And it's just for Valentine's. So and it'll be going until midnight tonight. And I was on yesterday, and boy, did the calls come in. Everybody wanted to take that discount. So if you're mm-hmm. listening to this live and want to get a Hoodoo Psychics reading, um, 13th and 14th of February, 2021. If you are listening to this sometime in the future, well, you missed it. Head on over to hoodoopsychics.com and see if they have any specials listed, because they do for different holidays. And... Um, our good friend Deacon Millet, you know, gets all of the psychics to to consent to this and to to work for a discount, so that we can bring in new clients and people who couldn't otherwise um, afford it or or spend as much time with it. So I just had a great day yesterday. It was all readings all day long, which is another reason that uh, Patreon page is late. I you thought, well, you know, I'll be online and no one will call, but now they didn't stop calling. So that's what I've been up to. How about you, Countryman? What are you doing these days? You know, life is, is busy as usual. Uh, as you pointed out, uh, you know, we're going through Valentine's Day, and so we really have had back-to-back love readings that people have been really wanting to know. On one end, uh, uh, sort of one hand, it's it's nice to see that people are starting to think outside the pandemic. It still shadows the readings, without a doubt, right? Very much shadows it. It's there in the backdrop. But people are starting to think, whereas the past few months has been very much, am I going to get a job? Am I going to survive this pandemic? Are we going to be financially okay? You could see the anxiety in every question that was being asked. Um, even if it was not directly related to the, to the pandemic, it was very much there, you know, legal mm-hmm. questions. I'm very worried about how this pandemic is going to affect my court case. Right mm-hmm. now, this month has been, I would say, the first month where the questions, the pandemic's there, but they're not directly related to the pandemic. So mm-hmm. lots of love readings, lots of I'm interested in getting back together with my ex. I've had this person we connected with and uh, we've lost touch because of what happened last year. Are we going to reconnect it this year? So that's been kind of a nice shift in tone. Um, I'm mostly booked up for March. I only have a few more readings open, I think like three or four. So if anyone's interested, there's still a couple of readings left, but then they're probably going to get me booked up by end of this week. And it is interesting to do a lot of these sort of love cases and love clients. 
Um, it's almost like a, a early warning system for us readers that says maybe, just maybe, things are returning back to normal. We still have got a few months left, but things people are starting to look to that horizon and go, all right, what about love? What are, am I going to get engaged? Hey, I did get engaged. Are we actually going to get married this year? So it's been it's been kind of nice. I've been doing lots of love work in that regard. Um, we did some talismanic work, some lunar mansion work a couple of weeks ago that really resulted in some good stuff. So the tonal shift in February is very real, and I am enjoying it. As both Mama E and Miss Cat can attest, when you do love work, your whole house smells nice. You just you take a deep breath of the roses. You take a deep breath of the great essential oils and the and the condition oils. I'm a big fan of Lucky Mojo's Come to Me. I know everyone loves Love Me, but Come to Me scent is just my favorite. Um, and so the scent is all over my house. I'm just taking deep breaths and enjoy. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you're finding some love um, uh, readings. I've had... Um, quite a few love readings, but I'm still getting these pandemic readings. What I'm finding is a lot of women, I'll be real specific, a lot of black and South Asian women wanting to start their own businesses. Mm. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, they've been um, getting bumped off of the um, jobs they've had. They've been yeah. hours cut, yeah, laid absolutely. off, or they had a certain number of hours, which they are still doing from home, but suddenly they found that that four-hour commute, two hours each way, they're not making the commute anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and they're inventive, creative women, and they go, you know, I could start a little Etsy shop. So yeah. I'm doing a lot of business consulting um, as well as love, but a lot of business consulting, and I'm having wonderful fun with it. I will... Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope to see a lot more um, websites um, come out. It's really, it really seems to me that the way that people are pulling out of this pandemic is to try to create their own environment, yep. including their yep. own entrepreneurial yep. environment. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, last year there was an article that came out a few months ago that really mentioned how the people have, more people have dived into the gig economy whether it's Uber, Lyft, or starting their own businesses or whatnot, Mm -hmm. than in previous years. And then there was one bit that said something like OnlyFans, which is the gig economy, but with sex work, had increased something like 400%. It was like a Mm -hmm. massive increase. And it was almost all related to women who are, or people who were either laid off of jobs or they found they needed the extra money, but they had time, Mm -hmm. as you noted, because they weren't going up and down you know, you know, the freeway or whatever. They found extra bits of time. So I think that we're going to be living in the next few years, and readers I think will will be able to talk to this, about a real Mm -hmm. transformation in the economy. Some of it good, and I think some of Mm -hmm. it bad. Um, And -hmm. we're going to really see it. We're going to see that the good effect is the independence that comes with things like Patreon and whatnot. But the drawback is going to be things like losing out on protection, you know, benefits, you know, mm-hmm. labor rights and whatnot, which is why mm-hmm. my year reading was very big on, we're going to see labor movements this year. Like, this is the year mm-hmm. of labor movements. We're going to see some mm-hmm. really weird stuff with the with labor and economy over the next few months, so <laughs> buckle up. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, give you a, one just um, shot across the bows to think about. So I have had my second call 
from a woman who is doing naked housekeeping. She has cameras set up. I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Cameras set up with remotes in every room. The cameras follow her around from room to room. All she promises the men is that she will clean house and cook naked. People are getting creative. I never begrudge anyone they, they, who has she to get has, creative. She has a good business doing this. She offers them no her. sex. She does good not, you know, finger herself or pose. She just does naked housekeeping. Good for her. Hey, you got to survive this stuff. You got to survive the right. weird. That's the second one. The first one, the first one when it got to be evening, she offered, you know, a little sex display. The second one, no sex display. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's far out, but that's what she this was. This kind of reminds me of, have you been, uh, I never, uh, I, this is real briefly. There was an article that came out about uh, Japanese uh, businesses that have kind of emerged. And there's one guy who, who offers his services to do nothing. Have you, have you heard about this? I'm going to send you the article. No. I think you'll <laughs> love this. You hire him and his entire job is to just follow you around. He doesn't talk to you. He, didn't, he just offers like I do nothing companionship is what he calls it. He's not wow. going to do anything for you. He, there's no sex involved. There's no conversation involved. He just hangs around so that you don't feel lonely. And he's as oh, that is boom. okay. That's boom. but he's doing it in per, in person. See, he's doing it in yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. He he's risking he's risking disease. But you know, good for him. He's at least out there working. The do nothing. What guy. a That's world, Doc Murphy. <laughs> it is. What a world. Well, let's say let's bring in our uh, wonderful Mama E as a guest. How are you today, Mama E? Hi, everyone. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank goodness. It's been a long time since I have been on the radio show. So uh, things have changed a little bit, but yeah. it seems to be fine. Yeah, it seems to be all good. I'm so, glad to have you. Are you doing a lot of remote work? I know you have an online shop, so that hasn't yes. been too impacted. Um, or are you finding more online orders now than you used to? It depends, and it's interesting because I think I can always find out when people get their stimulus checks because ah, all of a yeah. sudden we get a bunch of orders, and amazingly in the midst of this pandemic, people still have time to be cursing everybody. So mm-hmm. it just cracked oh, me dear. up like okay. good grief. But uh, yeah. no, the business is fine. It's doing well. Um, going there, uh, I reduced my hours this year. I reduced everything this year. I had a health scare uh, oh, last no. year. That yeah, you know, as you get older, things start falling apart. So mm-hmm. um, I decided to slow down a little bit more. So I go to the shop three days a week, and I read from home one of the two days that I have off. And, uh, and you know, it's doing fine, and I have good employees that take care of the business, uh, and they're um, very good at what they do. Uh, they've all been trained, some by Dr. E and some by me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they know what they're doing. But, yeah, business is um, still going. What I notice um, is um, when I do the readings, I can tell that things are not going to progress as they should because of the pandemic. I mean, you get this 
cards that tell you, yeah, this is going to happen, but you're going to have to wait. And everything mm-hmm. is being pushed and pushed. And I feel bad for the clients. And, I, you know, it's like I did not create the pandemic. I'm sorry, but you're not going to get what you want in three months or two months. You're going to have to wait. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was hoping that uh, once the vaccines were out there, that things would start, you know, the energy would change and things would start opening up again. But uh, I don't know. I mean, in the meantime, we're all hanging in here doing our best and mm-hmm. lighting a lot of healing candles for people that we know that have gotten sick a mm-hmm. lot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, everything is okay. And thank goodness, knocking on wood, so am I. So well, you, know, you, you mentioned something I, I want to um, jump in on, which is delay cards. Um, mm. You know, I read cards, and I also do pendulum, and I, I do other types of reading, too. I have been seeing a lot of slowdown delay cards coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's been real interesting, and delay in love, delay in money, yeah. delay in court cases, and, and it's mm-hmm. the first time people call me up, say they call me back in July, and they go, my court case is coming up in August. How is it going to go? And I go, it's not going to go. It's a delay card. Mm-hmm. It won't even happen. Yeah. They call me back in November, and they say, well, you were right. But now we've rescheduled. Mm-hmm. How is it going to go? I'm like, nope, I got another delay card. It's still not going to happen. And the third time they call me back, and they say, well, is it going to happen? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I go, nope, it's Still not going to happen, but um, yeah. so it, there's been a tremendous amount of delay in court cases, um, financial settlements, um, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the uh, people with the unemployment claims that got dropped, yeah. lost, forgotten. There are people still working on unemployment claims from last April, and yeah. that yeah. that they haven't had a completion, um, and they haven't even been denied or accepted and they're sitting there wondering what to do and of course they may be taking up naked housekeeping you know because they got to do something <laughs> so yeah, yeah you know a girl so has i'm to just i'm here to i'm here to to say absolutely those delay cards are absolutely yeah. all over the table mm-hmm. these days yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating for the client, but it's also frustrating for the readers because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. even when you do a spell and you put all your energy in it, the universe mm-hmm. says, uh, yeah, I got your message, but get in line. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's, That's a lot ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so, today well, today is Valentine's Day, and you yeah. came here with a absolutely unique and yet absolutely appropriate topic, loving yourself. Because for mm-hmm. many people, COVID has meant no dating other than remote yeah. dating, um, no more right. going out into bars and getting sloppy drunk and falling into someone's bed <laughs> and waking up in the morning and going, is it true love or did I just get... Date rape, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I'm telling you, there's some people out there. Some people, my clients, they don't know what they're doing to find love. They just do anything, but they can't do it now. So now right. they're saying, am I cursed? You know, and I'm like, no, you just can't go out, and that's your only knowledgeable way that you mm-hmm. have of finding dates. But let's now let's start with that old, you know, uh, that old psychological trick. Start by loving yourself. So... Mm-hmm. It's important for people to think about it. Now, I myself 
back in the 70s when people said, you can't love anyone until you love yourself. And I'd just go, what are they talking about? And I thought they were all crazy. But I found out later why I thought that. I already loved myself. So they were asking me to do something that I considered vain and egotistical because I already loved myself. I'm right. happy with myself. Right. But there are many people who are not. And so we're not talking about vanity and egotism. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. talking about basic acceptance and love of yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, when we talk about, I actually went to a, a therapeutic group about learning to love yourself because I thought there's something wrong with me. I just mm. think it's so bad. And some they, they asked, what is your favorite part of your body? And I mm-hmm. and, and we were like in... Um, a little uh, leotard, short sleeve leotard, like a dance skin leotard, and we were like laying on mats, and we was all women, and we were going to like talk about our bodies, right? And I put my leg up, and I I looked at my, and I said, my the arch of my foot is beautiful beyond compare, and everyone looked at me, and they're like, what? I said, I have the most beautiful foot arch of anyone I've ever seen, and I love it, and I started petting it. I said, it's so pretty, and they're all like. Well, I guess you don't need this class. <laughs> and that's when I realized I already love myself. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my funny. foot arch was like a little pet to me. That's right. Well, you know, it's interesting because I did some research on uh, on Valentine's Day. And, you know, right now Valentine's Day is completely different than the original Valentine's Day. And it wasn't mm-hmm. called Valentine's Day. It was called Lupercalia. And mm-hmm. this is back when we had the Druids running around. So um, did you know that back then they would take goats and dogs, sacrifice them, and the Druid priests were naked because this was all about sex. Mm-hmm. And the, the bloody skins of the animals were cut into strips. And they were used to slap women on the streets as a fertility blessing. Now, mm. that's super gross when you think about it. Yeah. But back, back then, this was a sign of fertility. I don't know why. Maybe that's why the red color uh, is mm-hmm. still used and the red heart. So mm-hmm. and another thing they would do on that super fun day was to take the names, <laughs> the names of young single women and put them in a jar. And then the men in the village would randomly pick a name and coupled with them. Mm-hmm. So this was all about sex. There was no love involved. There was no, you know, loving anything. It was just let's have kids, let's reproduce, and let's have sex. Mm-hmm. So, of course, here come the Catholics. And mm-hmm. once the Catholic Church came in, they outlawed the whole bloody pagan ritual and mm-hmm. changed it into love instead of fertility. Mm-hmm. And then the church chose St. Valentine, a martyr, as the patron saint of love and converted the festival into a celebration. Now, the mm-hmm. issue is that people are not sure which Valentine they chose because there were a couple of Valentines. There was a Valentine and a Valentinus that were mm-hmm. martyr. So there's still a controversy as to which one is the one that is the saint. But, you know, I guess uh, the church can say whatever they want. And uh, one was um, 
a beheaded um, priest uh, that was beheaded by Emperor, Cla- Emperor Claudius II for helping mm-hmm. Christian couples wed. And mm-hmm. then the other one, the other Valentine, was the Bishop of Terni, who was martyred by Claudius II. So they both agreed that Claudius II killed Valentine, whichever he was. And um, one of them is the one the church chose. So now this pagan ritual of naked people running around and bloody dogs and goats has become February 14th, where we tell everybody how much we love them, family and Mm. friends, and we give them flowers and candy and presents and cards, which to me is so much nicer than strips of bloody mess being thrown (laughs) at me. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, I've got to say something about this, which is still lingers, though. Folklore doesn't always go away, even with conversion mm-hmm. and enforcement. Yeah. You mentioned, sure, the bloody flogging, self-flogging yeah. flagellation with the you know flayed skins, but you also mentioned random copulation. And um, so now we get roses and secret cards, right, Um, Uh which is a remnant of random copulation. Uh When I was a kid in school, and I know you two were of about the same age, um, we were... We were told to bring Valentine cards. You remember this, right? Yes. We'd yes. go out and yes. you'd buy a whole bunch of them. And if you were really cheap, you got the kind that punched out of a sheet of paper. They were die cut. But if your mother was, like, wealthy, you'd get the kind that were already yeah. cut and folded, right? Right. <laughs> and, and they had little pictures of boys and girls. And you were supposed to, like, bring enough for everybody in the class so that everyone could get randomly mm-hmm. copulated. And the teacher... <laughs> had to have extras on hand and the teacher always had the cheap punch out kind uh-huh. and if somebody got left out you know they would um the teacher would like quickly do it but you could always tell it was her handwriting because you know it was her handwriting <laughs> um uh-huh. but and then everyone got their valentines it was so strange i always wondered why was the valentine supposed to be secret what was the meaning mm-hmm. of that but that mm-hmm. really does go to this ancient random copulation yeah. Uh, sortilage, sex by sortilage. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, did you yeah. did you all have uh, Valentine grams during uh, school? So there was the Valentine cards that, that that you brought and that you gave to your secret admirer. But then schools also did some of the schools you could buy a Valentine gram, mm. which was like a chocolate or some type of candy or a flower. And then during Valentine's Day, students mm-hmm. would go like selected students would go into that yeah. classroom and go. So and so, you've gotten a gram. So it was a way yeah. of like sending a, a telegram via yes. Valentine's Day, and it was a secret admirer thing. So this is very much tied to this concept of, of of secrets or secret love. But what's fascinating here is the idea that the idea of self love, right, is something that's picked up a lot in recent years. I would say, um, and we're seeing more and more of it. And I think part of it comes from an increase in consciousness around. Um, you know, healthy boundaries, healthy love. I think we're constantly trying to redefine what healthy love looks like. I think people assume mm-hmm. that love means the same thing throughout history, and that's not true. 
We know, for example, romantic love emerges at a particular time period. Mm -hmm. We know chaste love emerges at a different time period. And so the idea of, for example, marrying chastely or marrying for Christ may contrast with our ideas of romantic love or erotic love. Uh, and so there are, we're constantly sort of refining what it means to be in love. And sometimes I think there is an element of, there is an almost self-serving, vain component to some of our definitions of love. And that does worry me a bit. Sometimes the way we talk about love is, is masturbatory. You're basically mm-hmm. having sex with yourself, but someone else is there. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. There's not yes, a, there's I not sure do. Um, there's no I, intimacy I to... there. I have to give a shout-out to my late lamented friend, Mark Perkel, who said that that was the, the the first real realization he had about how he'd been lied to about sex. He goes, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of people, he said, a lot of people don't really care who you are. They just want you to yeah. be their masturbation station. That was his term. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, I think, and I think some of this really does emerge with the gamification of dating, with hookup apps, etc. Mm-hmm. That can be good, but there's that bad quality to it. So this is where I think self-love mm-hmm. is so important because part of it is, mm-hmm. and I say this to clients, I'm like Cat. I'm a Taurus. I'm not a really big into the whole. You got to find yourself first before you can find love. I'm just not that. I'm not built that way. I'm like, go and find your lover, and then together you'll you'll find who you are. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. I do tell my clients very clearly is about you've got to learn to value yourself. The journey mm-hmm. of self love is a journey. It's a lifelong journey. You'll, mm-hmm. It'll take time. But find out what is it that you genuinely want from a partner and what is it that you genuinely want to offer. So, for example, the love languages thing is something that I've really loved. What is the love language that you enjoy receiving and what is the love language that you give? And learning to be able to communicate that way has been immensely helpful for my clients and part of the process of learning that at the very least feel good about themselves, value themselves, <laughs> and in turn find someone who values them. Mm-hmm. Well, my, uh, my experience has been that in order to attract a loving mm-hmm. kind of love, not a sexual-only kind of love, right. you need to really love yourself. And um, I feel that many of us have received messages since we were born, since we were little, that have really impacted our psychic for, forever. You know, uh, some of us were told, you're not pretty enough, you're too skinny, you're too fat. You don't deserve mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. good, you're dumb. You know, there's many people that have been told, and it doesn't have to be someone that was abused verbally. It's just, it just takes one person to give you a negative comment when you're a child growing up that will really stay with you forever. And people around you might not even be aware that you have this hang-up. And this will really obstruct the way that you portray yourself and the way that you feel that you can attract anyone. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, we all, I think we all agree that you get what you put out. Mm-hmm. So if, mm-hmm. you, if you show that you love yourself, if you show that you're happy with yourself, if you... Um, you know, talk to people in an easy way without having to, you know, hide behind a fan 
or hide behind a bush and not be, you know, face people, then there's more opportunity and chance that you will meet the person that will click with you and you will Mm -hmm. attract that person in. Now, some people um, cannot realize that. They know they can't find love, and they come to the root worker, and they say, I want you to do this and that, and you do a reading, and the reading says, no, we're not doing that. We're doing this. Well, Mm -hmm. the the first thing they should be doing is trying to figure out what is the obstruction. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always tell my, my clients, to journal, Um, sit quietly and try to be honest with yourself and meditate on what is it that you don't like about yourself. And it could be so simple, but it's not just a thought, it's writing it down. Once Mm -hmm. you write something down, it's interesting, but you start to evolve and develop what Mm -hmm. you're writing and it's like kind of automatic writing like messages come and you start journaling Mm -hmm. and journaling and search Mm -hmm. within yourself to figure out what is going on why am I you know beating myself up for this I mean look around nobody's perfect there's a lot Mm -hmm. more people in worse shape than me so Mm -hmm. you know so that is that's my first advice you know, do some meditation and journaling and soul searching to figure out what is what is going on with you. Now, mm-hmm. once and the, the journal is good because you can go back and read what you wrote and then gauge how you have evolved from what you wrote a month ago. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel that people uh, can give themselves uh, love fast. Uh, Mm -hmm. you need to reward yourself and you need to physically show love to your body. And I'm not uh, thinking of uh, just masturbate if you want, make love yourself, but I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of a recipe for a bath. And Mm -hmm. this should be uh, an occasion. This should not be the type of bath that you do when you're uncrossing yourself and you're kind of desperate Mm -hmm. and you want to clean yourself. This is, a party. So um, I have a recipe that I came up with, and it's very simple. And it, it's going to be on the on the thread later on. But basically, is angelica, mm. rosemary, lavender, one large red rose to use the petals, any favorite perfume or cologne, one Queen Elizabeth, and a cup of water. Not cup, a cup of water. It depends on the, you know, the percentage. But mm-hmm. make a tea, boil the water, make a tea with all this, and then let it steep for 10 minutes. You strain mm-hmm. the earth, and you save the Queen Elizabeth root. The root, let it dry, and then carry it with yourself in a small cloth bag. That's your, mm-hmm. uh, your strength root. And this is, of course... This is for a woman, okay? Mm -hmm. If you want to do this for a man, I would put a high John instead of a Mm -hmm. Queen Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And um, the the recipe that I give is for three cups of water, so it gives you three baths. And uh, follow the bath uh, process the same way uh, we do every other hoodoo bath. And, Mm -hmm. um, And then after that, we will do a spell that I will say at the end. 
but this uh, process of the bath should be mm -hmm. done by playing beautiful music in the in the bathroom and lower the lights with the two mm -hmm. candles. I mean, make it luxurious for yourself because yeah. you are accepting yourself and you are loving yourself. And, you know, when you look around in the world, there's so many poor people in worse shape right. than we are. So mm -hmm. uh, love what you have and love your, your body and love your spirit and love your mind and you will attract love to yourself. That is what I mm -hmm. came up with after all this research on being whipped with <laughs> animal pelts or skins and blood. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big, big fan of Love Uncross Me Baths. Uh, as anyone yes. who's listened to this show could attest. And I think that's fantastic because you're getting to something very crucial here. If you have, if you have had a series of bad relationships, what yes. you've done is you've created a set of patterns Love and money are the two things that get crossed mm -hmm. up very, very fast. They do. And this is, I remember when I was uh, just starting out root work and something that my teacher taught me, Mama Jay, was always protect your money and always protect your love. It's the two mm -hmm. things that people can mess up very fast. Mm -hmm. And in the Middle Eastern tradition, as well as in the Jewish tradition, the Mediterranean ideas of the evil eye almost always impact people's relationships first mm -hmm. that's why they mm -hmm. say be careful about praising someone's new bride or new husband mm. or new partner because you can end up causing illnesses and so mm. our love uncrossing is great because it's you removing the patterns that have been built up by you and those previous partners the things that are just sort of repeating themselves why do i keep ending up with people who don't take me you know, seriously, why do I end up with mm -hmm. people who cheat on me over and over? That's, that's love uncrossing. You've got to break that mm -hmm. pattern. You've mm -hmm. got to be able to say the things that have happened before don't define what will say the things that will come ahead of me. That's the mm -hmm. crucial component to love uncrossing work. And why I often tell clients, particularly clients who have had difficulty finding love, that you start with love uncrossing. Even if no one's mm -hmm. cursed you, you've got to remove those things the patterns that are holding you back, the anchor that keeps you from moving forward. The things that happened in the past don't define what will come before me. All right. Well, I've got one, too, and this involves using a bath as well, clarity, mm -hmm. a few drops of clarity oil or clarity bath crystals, mm -hmm. and uh, love me oils or mm -hmm. bath crystals yeah. mixed together. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then... Um, remember I mentioned how when I was at this consciousness-raising group of women, all of whom were all bent out of shape because they didn't love themselves, and I thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't even know what loving yourself meant. turned out I really was the only one there who already loved myself, so the class was useless to me. However, I did learn something, and that was that I loved the arch of my foot. And um, and in the end, I took that and began to teach it to other people, and I, I would say to them, you know, sit down and talk to yourselves. And, I, you know, this comes out of, you know, the use of psychedelic drugs and, and meditation yeah. on uh, the body. And if you, you know, take a bath with those things, and then when you're done with the bath, um, you know, you know, pamper yourself a little bit, and then start to either oil or powder, whichever you prefer. Mm -hmm. Some people like to oil, some people like to powder. I like to oil my body because I have dry skin. 
Um, oil body, you can use a lotion, any kind of fancy lotion, and you can put into it a few mm-hmm. drops of Clarity and Love Me, or you can use a perfumed, which you've added Clarity and Love Me. And then you're going to mm-hmm. go over your body, and you're going to look at every part of your body and talk to those parts of your body. And mm-hmm. you'll find that there are parts of your body you're not talking to very often, and there mm-hmm. are parts that you talk to all the time. There's parts that you may be angry at, there are parts mm-hmm. you may be disappointed at, parts you rely upon but haven't praised recently and um, mm. you should talk to them all. It's I believe it's a good thing to do them in zodiacal order, that is from the mm-hmm. head with Aries downward you know, um, and just you know, say for instance um, oh you know I was born genetically from a family a Jewish family that had tended to have a Jewish double chin and I never liked mm-hmm. it and um, I met a dear, dear friend of mine, um, and she said to me, well, I had a chin lift. And I went, why couldn't I do that? Mm-hmm. And she inspired me, and I got a chin lift, mm-hmm. and now I don't have a double chin either. And mm-hmm. We're two mm-hmm. old ladies with nice chins. And, yes. um, and But it was that moment when I could say, Nope, this double chin doesn't really fit. I, w- I want to change that. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the chin lift and everything was nice, I went, I'm happy. And I could feel it and touch it, and I'd say, this is good. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. So you just go over every inch of your body. That doesn't mean you have to love it all as it is. You can say, well, gee, I've got these love handles. I'm going to start working out to get rid of these love handles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. talk to them, pinch them, and say, you little love handles, you know, I've let you go too long. We're going to get you right back in shape. And you can sometimes hear them talk right back at you. Yeah, we'd like to be back in shape, thank you. <laughs> they really do want to be back in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, that old constipated rectum that doesn't know how to poop regularly, you know, you you say to it, you know, literally put your finger on it and say, you know, I know you're just so constipated and it's because I haven't been eating enough vegetables and fiber. I'm going to do better for you. And you can actually hear your little rectum say, oh, thank you. It would be so much nicer. I'd really appreciate it. And I will pay you back by pooping regularly. And so you want to talk to, er- I know it sounds nutty, well, I'm I'm just that kind of person. You talk to your knees. How's it going, knees? Oh, we're doing fine. We're fine. Nope, no, no replacement necessary. You know, <laughs> and they will all report in. Do that at least once a month. Do an entire inventory it. of your body um, yeah. after a bath, and that's what I recommend. Um, this is I consulta- love consulting I love your the cells. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic, fantastic work. It also really speaks to a really ancient idea of divination with the body. Where do you have an ache? Or where what? Mm-hmm. There was a whole tradition, a Mediterranean tradition, that you can tell the future based off of your actual body. And so this type of body work, I, some people might go, oh, that, that's not really... No, there's a real deep tradition of doing this type of work, of, of recognizing that spirit moves in the body, and you can speak mm-hmm. to it. So I, I love, love it. I tell my clients, I'm going to give away a secret. I shouldn't, uh, but th- this is something that I've taught, I teach my students, um, those who, who have studied with me, and I've taught some clients. But this will be the first time I share it here. Why not? Uh, one of the ways that I love doing this work of really kind of helping clients to love themselves is fixing mirrors. Mirrors and filters and selfies are all designed to make you doubt yourself and hate yourself. There's a reason why the person that you look in the mirror often looks very different from the person Mm -hmm. you see in the selfie, right? Because the mirror Mm -hmm. is someone you've gotten used to. The first thing I tell clients, 
stop, for the love of God, stop using filters. Stop mm. using filters. You're losing sight of who you look like. There's a wow. whole generation that's growing up that don't recognize themselves because they cannot see themselves without a filter. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking with people's minds. The other <laughs> thing is, don't, don't touch yourself up too much. If you want to fix something that you're uncomfortable with, go for it. But don't get so lost in trying to change everything via your selfies. Instead, what I want you to do is take a mirror, buy a brand new mirror, a nice whole body mirror that you can put up and you can look on yourself. Take some pomegranate and crush and grind this up into some dove's blood ink. You get the dove's blood ink from Lucky Mojo, add just a little bit of pomegranate into this, along with just a drop of love me oil and bewitching oil. Then you're going to take your brush and you're going to mix it all and you're going to write affirmations on that mirror. It's not going to come out clear. The oil is not going to make it a clear ink. It's fine. You don't have, it's not, you're not writing an essay. Just, I love myself. I am beautiful. You're going to write that out all on the mirror. Then what you're going to do is wash that out into a bath. You're going to take water and you're just going to pour clear water right into the bath. Take all of that ink and you're going to wash it right into the bath. And you're going to mix in some tea from rose petals and lavender and violet leaves. And you're going to bathe and wash in this. Then you're going to set this mirror up nice front and center in your bedroom. And you're going to anoint the four corners with love me oil and bewitching oil. You are going to look at yourself in that mirror daily, and you are going to feel good. Part of loving yourself is just feeling good. That moment where you go, damn, I am kind of cute, right? And this is what this mirror will help you do. This is a magic mirror, but I call it a magic mirror of reality, because it will show you (laughs) as you deserve to truly be loved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. You're such a Taurus. No makeup, no filters, no Photoshop. <laughs> and Just I'll, I'll tell you something else, uh, being a tourist lady, I'll tell you. No deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I, I really, sometimes my heart breaks, Kat. I hear the, like, these, especially younger clients, I'll say, like in their, in their late teens, early 20s. And they just, they can't stand to see themselves because they've spent a whole generation looking through filters, Right. They, they, mm-hmm. Their faces only, they have, they have these baby-looking faces. I'm like, look, just stare at yourself in the mirror. You're going to find plenty of things that you'll fall in love with. But you got to learn to adjust, and this mirror helps you to adjust. It breaks the thing that, that we do where we stare and go, mm, I don't like that, and I don't like this, and that makes me look ugly. Don't see ugliness. See room for improvement. See room for mm-hmm. further beauty to build on what you already got. And don't be afraid you know, of uh, don't be afraid of plastic surgery. Just saying. I mean, yeah, if you really exactly. look at something and you go, nope, got to change that. Go right yeah. for it. Go ahead. There's you know, exactly uh, all all the way to change your change your haircut, change your yep. your um, everything. As long as it, it it is what you want, you know, change your gender. Exactly. It's okay. The you know, yeah. and many people do like to wear makeup. I'm not saying makeup is bad, but there are no. people who feel bad about themselves when they don't have their makeup on. One of the yeah. older um, things that I remember people saying, people of um, my mother's generation, but not my mother's socioeconomic political group, mm-hmm. um, but they would say, they would call their makeup their war paint. 
yes. which is highly yes. disrespectful yes. to Native Americans. But it also indicated that they these were women. They felt that putting up their makeup was to go into battle. And yes. there's about six different ways this is wrong. It wasn't my adornment covering. It was my war paint. And it, mm. it had a kind of a a callback also to that flaying yourself with the bloody strips of meat. Um, mm-hmm. It it really had that idea of reddening your face and so forth. I, I sometimes just want to um, scream. I mean, people can be so hateful to themselves, especially women with their bad body self-images. There are many men with bad body self-images too. And, um, you know, it, when you hear someone say, I'm going to put on my war paint, why don't you say to them, why don't you put on your, your beauty blush or call it something nice? Mm-hmm. Because all of these little terms that we use are really self-hating terms. And, and um, mm. you know, they, they, they get into your brain like little, you know, brain worms and you start thinking bad about yourself. I remember talking once to a woman who, she wore um, a girdle, tight girdle in the old-fashioned style, and she wore a brassiere and all that stuff. And she said she went to bed with her husband wearing her girdle and her brassiere but with her underpants off so that they could have sex because she said he'd be scared if he saw what I really looked like. And I just thought, yeah, but I knew the man, too, and I thought, I know what he really looks like, and he ain't no much better than you. You I mean, the guy's got a beer belly and, and, you know, little floppy man tits. What the hell? But you've got to go to bed with a girdle and a brassiere? Come on. Anyway. It is a perennial truth that we see gorgeous, wonderful women, you know, bend mm-hmm. themselves into pretzels over really basic-ass men. It's just a, mm-hmm. it's an ongoing societal truth. You mentioned well, makeup. One of, the, one of the good things you can do is you can actually affix your makeup, too, right? Mm-hmm. Adding a little bit of condition oils into your makeup, totally, totally something you can do to help with that mm-hmm. self-love component. Well, mm-hmm. we are our worst critics. We always are our worst critics. And the proof is when you take a picture and you look at it, you go, oh, my God, I look awful. Put that picture away for four or five years and look at it again, and you'll see mm-hmm. how beautiful you were. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So many pictures that I took that I hated, I look at them and go, ah, look at it. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just really, we're really bad towards ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets to a whole other thing, which is the porn industry. And just the mm-hmm. way that um, Conjurman was sort of ranting a little bit there about makeup and filters and Photoshopping. I, I do feel that the porn industry mm. as an industry is much like the uh, the new car industry. It convinces mm. you that you want something that will cost you a lot, that you may never be able to afford. Oh, I can only buy a used car. I can't get the brand new Tesla, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, online images just fly by our eyes so quickly. And even if they're That's not true. porn, it's just handsome so-called beefcake, so-called cheesecake. I'll tell you, I've I've blocked a lot of friends who just post pictures of of guys or gals strutting their stuff. I'm like, why do I? I don't want to change my mind about what I love. What I love is what mm. smells good and feels good. What I love mm-hmm. is in-person sex. And they are throwing these around as if everyone is supposed to like it. If you don't mm. like it, 
you don't need to block them. You don't need to, you know, you can snooze them for 30 days and then reassess. But, but you know, you don't have to fight with them over it. Like, why are you throwing this stuff in my face? Because it really feels weird. But yeah. um, you might think about those friends and, and what they are doing to themselves, but also what they're doing to you, you know. Well, you you mm-hmm. mentioned you mentioned the images that fly by, and this is a hundred percent true. It's, and again, we're going to find out about this stuff in the next coming decades. But just the early studies mm-hmm. have shown that things like Instagram have increased body image issues for men and women because now the idea is that everybody has to look that way. Originally, it was the porn star, the celebrity, the mm-hmm. model, right? But now they've mm-hmm. democratized it so that now everybody you've got to look that way. You've got to have the Instagram look, otherwise it doesn't look good for you. Now, none of mm-hmm. these things are inherently bad on their own. Makeup is not bad on its own. Porn is not bad on its own. Feeling good and taking selfies is not bad on it. But when you allow these things to dominate you, to change your ideas of the self, so part of our, the language about loving yourself is about liberation. It's about freeing mm-hmm. yourself from the things that are meant to make you feel bad, from society to people to images to negative, you know, talk, self-talk, all those things that act like shackles and anchors and hold you down from seeing yourself authentically from, and whatever that looks like, whether that involves a little bit of improvement, whether that involves a little bit of, you know, I want to fix this and I want to go on a diet here, all of that is acceptable when you no longer allow the things to dominate. And so part of the work that we're talking about, whether it's love uncrossing or working with the mirror or working with bath, it's about freeing you. It's about taking mm-hmm. the thing that has been, I mean, it really is that ten of wands image, right? You're just carrying that with you, and all of this is aimed at you going, you know what? I can drop this at any time and look around mm-hmm. and look how beautiful it is, how great I am, and walk towards the future that I am destined towards. So drop the burden and use whatever these tools are to help you drop that burden, whether you're fixing your mirror or fixing your makeup uh, or using magic talismans, any of these things that can help give you an edge to remove the stuff that's holding you back. I want to give a shout-out here to Covet Gift 2, who said something really important. Feminism goes wrong. We made men equally insecure rather than pulling back on the pressure on women. Boy, ain't that mm. the truth. That is what really mm. has happened. And um, I just, you know, I look at it and I think, well, that's... That's harsh, and but it's an accurate, accurate assessment of what has happened. Um, Cousin Joshua says, loving the self involves unpacking these deep conversations that we didn't start what we're born into, like mm-hmm. being dumped into a conversation where we didn't get to define the terms. Yes. These unexamined ideas are just part and parcel of our culture. That body scan work mirror stuff puts us in the driver's seat again and lets us move above that inherited conversation. Well, well said, well said yes. Cousin Joshua. And this brings me to the the consent of the governed. Um, mm-hmm. We we are put into these political and social frames that we didn't mm-hmm. consent to, but then we're told, oh, well, these only occur with the consent of the governed. But that's not true, and we yeah. have to actually extract ourselves from uh, the world that we've been born into that has sort of outnumbered us when we show up, you know. And um, mm. very well said, Cousin Joshua. And we should—I should throw out just real briefly. We talked about, you know, you mentioned your the the camp that you went to or the workshop that you went to. 
mm-hmm. shout out has to go out to all the sort of countercultural movements throughout the ages that have been at the forefront of pushing back against these, you know, the, these inherited uh, conversations that we've been dropped into, whether it's the emo community, the hippies, the goths, have always mm-hmm. been like, you know, we will find beauty in our own way without falling into these uh, societal standards. And I think that's something that, that we all have to do. And hoodoo can do this. You may not mm-hmm. think of, of hoodoo to us talking about self-love, but there is. Any product that is designed for drawing love can also be used mm-hmm. to love yourself. Love me oil, mm-hmm. come to me oil, look me over oil. I have used all of these with clients to help them love themselves, and it works. Get yourself some of that look me over. Get yourself some mm-hmm. of that bewitching. Get yourself some of that mm-hmm. love me. And let me tell you, it works wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you look through older um, hoodoo literature and um, interviews with people, the concept of loving yourself was not uh, that stressed or important because it was it, the whole idea of individuality wasn't as important until after World War Two. You know what I'm talking right. about. It, that's when yeah. individu- rugged individualism got really got got portrayed as a goal. Um, but anything for luck also, uh, in a way, will help you with loving yourself. If you mm. if you think back to things like lucky and love um, and ideas like that, they don't say that you, quote, deserve it. They just say you're going to get it. And in those days, that may have been the, you know, a, a quite a step upward from you're not going to get it. You know, when people come to me and say I'm blocked in love, this is a common term that, that we hear a lot. Yeah. I'm blocked yeah. in love. I I usually, you know, I'll I'll hear them out, but then I'll ask them, you know, if you were not blocked in love, what would your life look and feel like to you? What do you want? And it's so interesting. Some people will say, well, I really don't like sex anyway, so I would just, it would be the same, but I wouldn't feel so bad. And other people say, oh, I'd be out, you know, whoring around and and screwing with everything that had two legs, you know, of, of either gender. And so the idea of being blocked in love is relative. And the first thing as a root doctor I ask people is, well, if you weren't blocked in love, what would you be doing? What would it look like? And now let's work on making you go in that direction. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should uh, one route. Uh, I think Ms., uh, the wonderful uh, uh, Mama E mentioned this, but uh, certain roots are really fantastic here. Queen Elizabeth root and Angelica mm-hmm. root are all phenomenal for this type of work. Mm-hmm. And I always tell clients they, these are very personal roots. If you get a chance to like, go to a place like Lucky Mojo and actually pick out your route or look at a mm-hmm. route, I know it's in a pandemic, right? Or ask, yeah. you know, hey, can you make sure that you, you select one for me? That's really important because that's your ally. That's your, that's your spiritual right. pal that will be with you through this thick and thin. It's what gives you luck. It's what helps you overcome all odds. And it's what helps you love yourself. That's a real good suggestion, too. All right. Well, there's our music. And um, now we're going to go to um, our first client, our only client, our excellent client, who will be brought to us from Evan Leinhart. <laughs> Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Booty Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman, and this week's special guest, Mama E, will be right back. 
Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our clients. Our client is calling from area code 757, and I believe her name is, I actually don't have her name here, but if you wouldn't mind coming on the line and just announcing yourself. Are you there, Tracy? Tracy. I'm here. My name is Tracy. Excellent. I'm so sorry about that, Tracy, but thank you so much for helping me out. And as per your submission, it does not appear that, you have, that you've had a reading with either our host or our guest. Is that correct? That is correct. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Tracy writes, I think my adult daughter, Rachel, who is 24 and a Virgo, is in trouble either with drugs or mental health or both. I text her regularly, but I get no response. I have verified that the number I have is correct. I want a reading to know what is going on and help with what to do to bring her to me. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. Wow. That's a that's a very deep one, Tracy. All right. I'm going to um, ask you a couple of questions. Uh, Tracy, what sign of the zodiac are you? A Gemini. Tracy is a Gemini. And your daughter, what sign is your daughter? Uh, she is a Virgo. Okay. So you're both mutable signs. Um, now, I'm mm-hmm. going to just say one thing real quick about that is that um, mutable signs tend to drift apart and be hard to pin down. So that may be part of it, but this sounds pretty serious. It sounds very serious. And um, uh, how far away does your adult daughter live? So I am actually from Virginia, but I have moved to Utah, and she's about Mm. 2,000 miles. Okay. And how long, when was the last time you saw her? Um, Ten years ago. How many? Ten. Ten. We are strange due to yes. It's okay. a, a alienation situation with my ex husband. Mm-hmm. He was a- alienated by your ex. I see. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Now you said that you that you think she's in trouble with drugs or mental health or both. Do you have evidence of that, or is this just a heart feeling? Um, for the last couple of months, I've been struggling with, I have dreams about her. I think about her constantly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I reconnected with my parents and one, my stepfather tells me one thing and my mother tells me another thing. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because yeah. she yeah. apparently has a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. All right. All righty. So you've been hearing stories. All right. Well, I'm going to do your first reading, and then Mama E is going to do your second reading, and Contraman Ali will do some root work advice and see what's going on. 
This is a very troubling situation. Ten years is an awfully long time because if she is um, 24 now, that means you've had no contact since she was 14. And uh, that's pretty pretty sad. I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry for you. So I'm going to see what is going on here. Do we see drugs? Do we see mental health? Do we see both? Do we see neither? Okay. Uh, card number one is a card of poverty and um, renunciation of good contact. It's called the Four of Cups. It shows a person who's dressed raggedly under a tree there are three cups on the grass in front of this person, and a little hand is coming out of a cloud from heaven and holding another little cup, and the person is shaking their head no. So this is that you have repeatedly made attempts, and there is no response. And th- this person is not doing well. Um, there is a... Uh, there's something wrong with a person who doesn't accept a hand of help from heaven. And you could tell by looking at the card that this little angel hand had come out and given one cup. A person said, no, I don't want it. So the angel put the cup down on the grass and went back to heaven and got another cup. And the person said, no. angel went back to heaven and got a third cup. person said, no. The angel has come back with a fourth cup. So I call this card the fourth refusal. And it is a a card that is very hard to take because, you know, usually they say if you do something three times, it'll come true. But this is not coming true, and now we're on the fourth refusal. So it's a sad card. It does not indicate either drugs or mental health, but it does indicate poor body image or lack of finances. Or if it is mental health, there is a kind of a... um, a not caring for the person, not caring for the self involved, because this person does not look quite right. Okay, So I would say mental health more than drugs is implicated by this card, but of course they do go hand in hand quite often. Okay, um, The second card is a pretty unhappy card also, and I'm not... I'm really feeling like there's, you know, you may be called upon to try to do something here. This card is the Four of Swords. So we have two fours now, Four of Cups, Four of Swords. And here we have a coffin with a carving of a knight on the lid of the coffin and swords on the wall and swords, one sword on the side of the coffin. But the coffin is open and empty. And we say this person is not dead yet. But they're kind of getting there. So what I see here for your daughter is if she doesn't become healthy, she could go to an early grave. And there's a stained glass window on the wall that says PAX, P-A-X, it says peace. Well, there is peace in death. But what I'm seeing here is that she is um, not paying attention to her health or self-care that she um, may be in a a state of what we might call sleepwalking, in a sense. It's not a good card. It's a very unhappy card. Um, for most people, when they see it, it shows an impending loss that has not happened yet, 
but and it's not like a a death threat, but it shows a gradual diminishment and loss of um control over the life and the third card is um another card that is again not so good here and i i'm really i'm not trying to give you like you know all the bad news in the world but there is some there is something here that's that's not good this is a card called the 5 of cups and it shows a person crying this might be you might be her this person is crying over lost opportunities lost things that are lost three cups have spilled across the river is a ruined castle. There are two cups behind the person that are not spilled, but they're not looking at them. Um, I think she thinks a lot about her past, and she's brooding about her past. Um, there, there are things she feels she lost. It may be you also brooding about her. It's, it's a very sad card. It's a card of grief. And I would... Um, just say that these cards really do say to me that there's a mental component more than a drug component, but they may be connected. That's how I see it. Depression and um, poverty, possibly um, risky behavior that might lead to an earlier death than would otherwise be expected given given her genetics. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Mama E and see what she reads. Okay, thank you. Um, I pull more cards. I pull about nine cards um, to get a, a, a big picture of what is going on with Rachel. Um, mm-hmm. The center card that I got was the Three of Pentacles, and that is a card of someone that could be very successful and is usually recognized by the work they do. So this could have been her life. She could have had a very successful life. But then mm-hmm. around it, I get all these different cards. On the top row, and I'm not, you haven't said anything um, about her um, relationship, if she is in a relationship. But according to the cards, I got a lover's card. So that tells me that she is or was in a relationship that made her very happy. And actually, um, next to that card, the magician card. So more than likely, she did some uh, minor magic, you know, candle or something to attract uh, the person that she liked. And uh, she got him and she celebrated because right after that I get the three of cups. And that is the card of, you know, the three ladies dancing with the cups in the air. They're having a party. So she was Mm -hmm. very happy when she initially got into this relationship. However... The second line shows me an aid of sorts, and that is someone that feels trapped in their world and their relationship. There is something with her life that um, is making her sad and not allowing her to evolve and develop and, um, you know, move ahead in life to get all the accolades that she deserves. And at the end of that row, the princess of pentacles means uh, movement in money, but small movement. So she's not in a situation where she has a lot of money uh, for Mm -hmm. herself. Um, And I think that basically um, she needs help from relatives. Um, The king of swords shows up at the bottom, and I'm getting the feeling that might be her father if you had an issue with the father 
something is happening here. It's a father figure or a person that uh, talks to her a lot and has given her a lot of um, a lot of uh, information that has created a frame of mind where she's not completely happy with herself. Because mm-hmm. next to the King of Swords is the Devil, and the mm. Devil can be the Devil can be an addiction. But I have a feeling mm-hmm. that in this case, it's not that she's addicted to drugs. It's just that she's trapped by uh, what has been taught to her since she was a young girl. I mean, 14 years old, you're very gullible. Um, mm-hmm. Many, you know, you can be influenced uh, very strongly in those, uh, during those years. So whatever she's mm-hmm. going through and the reason why she's not happy also has to do with whatever um, script uh, was given to her as she was growing up. So not only mm-hmm. is the, the union with this uh, boyfriend, husband, not successful, that she cannot be who she should be, also the, uh, the information that was given to her growing up is keeping her uh, back uh, instead of allowing her to bloom now, the last card, the Knight of Pentacles, and that mm-hmm. is also, it's a hardworking younger man that uh, tries to do his best, and this might be the, the, uh, the husband or the boyfriend. So basically, what I feel from your daughter is that uh, she does, she's not happy. Um, she might have, you know, the, uh, the health issues. I don't know. It doesn't appear. It doesn't resound to me like it's the health issue, but it is a depression, severe depression, and also the stories that she has been told since she was growing up that are keeping her um, staying away from you and not communicating with you. Because um, I, I feel that you have to do something to clear that, and I'm sure Conjurman Ali will give you a good recipe to uh, open the road for you and her. But that's what I think. I don't see her being in a deep uh, drug addiction situation. Mm-hmm. It's more psychological that is keeping her back. Uh, so that's what yeah. I see. That's that. That's very similar to what I saw too. That I I don't see so much drugs as Mm-mm. depression, poor health, yes. and um, and I I like what you said that some of the patterns that she was given. Um, have formed the way she lives. Well, let's turn this over to Contraman and see what he has to say. Yeah, thank you. You've got, you've received some fantastic readings here. The only thing I will add is that um, as I was following along, I did get a very strong impression that there is an outside person involved. So be mindful there may be outside influence that that's interfering here in addition to, to sort of the ongoing alienation. So be mindful that there may be there may be a darker negative influence here, and that's something I picked up very early. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend a working that is made to restore communication between family members. And I've done this in the past with clients, and they're, it's very successful, um, but it does take a little bit. You're kind of working at warming someone over towards you. You want to start by going to an ancestor's grave if you can. Now, you've moved, so I don't know if there's any family members around you that you can go to. If you can, go to the graveyard of that ancestor, 
tell them your worries and your woes and your troubles and tell them that the line has been broken. Your daughter is no longer connected to you and you need that line to be restored. Pay them three pennies, gather the graveyard dirt, take this home and place it as a crossroads or a cross on an altar. And on top of it, set up a lamp. Now, if you can't get the dirt, then you can still invoke an ancestor by name. It may take a little bit more to create that connection. But you're going to set up a lamp on top of it. In this lamp, I want you to put Althea, which is great for healing, Bloodroot, which restores respect of the bloodline and protects the family, a lodestone that will draw her back, a pinch of magnetic mm-hmm. sand to feed that lodestone, and rosemary, which gives power to all mothers and women. You're going to put mm-hmm. the uh, oil in it. You're going to light. You can add a little bit of attraction, a little bit of healing oil as well to this. Uh, will work fantastic. You're going to light this and pray over it. Keep this lamp going and tend to it. You're going to take a piece of paper and you're going to write her name three times. Turn this clockwise and write on top of it, call me in big, bold letters. Place this into a heat-proof dish of some sort. You can use a cauldron, whatever, and as long as it's heat-proof. You're then going to take incense charcoal, sometimes known as hookah charcoal. You're going to light it, and you're going to place it on top of that paper. It should burn it. That's perfectly fine. It's supposed to. You're then going to put tobacco on top of that charcoal and let it smoke up and speak through that charcoal to the light. So you're going to have the incense in front of your lamp, and you're going to call her name out three times. You're going to say it strongly. You're going to say it with confidence, and deep in your heart, you know that when you say it, she hears your name. You will actually feel a shift. The candle will move. The smoke will shift. You'll sense it. And that is an indication that her spirit has responded. And then you're going to speak to her through that smoke. You're going to say, Rachel, I have heard that you are in a dark place. I am reaching out with a hand of light. Come to me. I will offer you comfort. I will offer you wisdom. Let us have a relationship once more. Speak to it. Let the incense burn down. Keep the lamp going. And then repeat this process, making sure that you keep your oil topped off. You trim the uh, wick. You tend to your lamp. You're going to repeat it over seven days, lighting new incense over seven days and letting that ash pile up. On the seventh day, you are going to take that ash, the incense ash, with the paper that has been all burnt, and you're going to take it to a tree a tree that calls out to you with some cold water and three coins. You're going to knock onto the tree three times on its trunk. Knock, knock, knock. And you're going to say, tree, your roots extend throughout the earth. Find my daughter wherever she is and send this message to her. You're going to pour out the ash to the roots of the tree so that it will go up into the branches and spread throughout the world. You're going to pour some water and leave some coins as an offering. Keep the lamp going until you hear from your daughter. This working works. You just have to give it some time and be patient with it. This is what I recommend. Let's see if we have any additions from uh, our my co-panelists. Wow, that's really... Uh, that's that's really intense. All right. Well, we got no time to add anything else, so and it was perfect the way it was. So. <laughs> beautiful. Just beautiful, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, 
bring on our electronic cha-cha. <laughs> the LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Mama E. Take it away, Mama E. Thank you. So going back to uh, what we did before, uh, once those three baths that I talked about before are done, you're ready to do love candle magic. If you have a special someone, use their photo for the spell. And if you're just looking for the perfect mate, use your own photo. So here we go. Here's the ingredients. One red jumbo candle, you know, the nine-inch candle. A bottle of love oil of your choosing. A photo of your target or yourself. A plate. A jumbo-sized candle holder. And a sharp tool to carve on the candle. So uh, dab the photo with the oil in five spots, one on each corner and one in the center. Uh, This could be your targets or your own. And um, I like to dab the side with the image. Place the photo on a plate, preferably a white or red circular plate, and that's a personal preference. I just thought it would go well with the love theme. Now, using a sharp tool, and this could be a nail or it could be, I mean, anything, anything pointy. Carve the candle from the bottom to the top. Carve his or her name and the words, come to me, my love, three times. If you do not have a specific target in mind, use your own photo and carve, come to, and then write your name, my love. Anoint the candle with the love oil from the bottom to the top to attract your lover to you. Place the candle on a candle holder on top of the photo. Light the candle and speak out loud your deepest desires. Always speak from the heart when doing any spell work. Once the candle finishes burning, Bury the remain in front of your house, or if not possible, bury them in a pot with a plant by the front door to attract your lover. And this spell can be repeated any time you want for stronger energy. It is advised to do any type of attraction spells during a full moon. I always like to do my strong spells on the full moon. So that's it for a very simple love candle spell that should work and you can do it as many times as you feel compelled. 
also, once you meet somebody, you can continue to do it and make sure they stick around. So mm-hmm. that's also my love spell. That's wonderful. I really like um, I your it. herb combination too. That's a that's delightful. It really, it makes a nice thing. Thank you. And yeah. um, in the chat room, we're getting some mm-hmm. of this um, put down, and that's good. Um, oh, I see. We're just going on and on and on. Oh, they're 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 running right through it. Thank you, guys. Um, so um, there is again nothing I would add to this. This is um, what I like to do. It's the way I do it as well. Um, the only other thing I, you know, sometimes with a bath, when I take a, an herb bath, mm-hmm. uh, some people say take it to the crossroads and dump, dump it at the crossroads, and some say dump it in your yard. Mm-hmm. But I always like to use a little bit in my laundry if it's a positive mm. uh, bath. Mm. So that's the only thing mm-hmm. I would do is take, you know, just uh, put it into the rinse cycle of the sheets or the bedding because it has to do with the intimacy of love. could be your underwear if you're going to do your underwear laundry. Mm-hmm. Put it in your underwear laundry. That's the only thing I mm-hmm. do that's a little more or different. How about you, Contraman? I, I wouldn't do anything different, but I do love the way that this was connected to uh, what Mamie was talking about earlier, about first kind of uncrossing that love of, of removing. And the use here of Angelica and Queen Elizabeth Ruth together is a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic combo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do, I think this is a, such a good mix. Angelica, Rosemary, Lavender, Red Rose, Queen Elizabeth Ruth, and then the adding of the perfume and the cologne. This is wonderful, wonderful mix. Now, before the show started, <clears throat> Mama E told me that the perfume she used was a favorite perfume of her mother's, but only came from Spain. And I asked her yeah. the name, and she said, oh, she just had to go find it and look. She didn't know for sure. And I said, you better find out because I'm going to ask you on the show. <clears throat> Did you find it's it? It's on the picture. No, it's on the picture. Um, I would like to find the picture. And it was my grandmother's, not my mother's. Oh, your so, grandmother's uh, perfume. Oh. Yeah, my grandmother's. And I, we found out after, you know, so many years that this is what uh, what she liked. So I contacted one of my many cousins, because, you know, we have tons of cousins, and uh, she sent me several bottles. And, and you know, uh, I gave Dr. E some. I had some. But, my goodness, I would have to look for it, because I know it's a cologne that is not expensive. It's very – it says that – okay, here's the picture. Look on the picture. And the picture has the name of it. It's oh, I can't I can't see it. Where are we going to see Agua, this picture? Are you are you putting it through the, the picture chat? that I gave Nagashiva? Uh, oh, Garcia, something. It's it's just a regular cologne that was very mm. popular back when grandmother was uh, back there, and my grandmother has been dead many many years, uh, sixty years at least. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's on the photo. It's uh, Agua Garcia something, and it's it's a regular, not a fancy perfume. That's why I put that up because it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be expensive perfume. It has to be something that has some significance. And in this case, I mean, the love my grandmother had uh, for me, I thought it would be a good thing to use her uh, her cologne. So. Yeah, I've used it before to in other issues. When I'm contacting spirits, I use her cologne. 
and wow. they seem to respond. Yeah. Maybe you okay, guys I'm have going, better eyes I'm than going me. To I the picture. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I'm gorgeous. Okay. Can someone write this down? Agua Colonia Concentrada Alvarez Gomez. Alvarez That's the name. Gomez. Of it. That's the name. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So, Agua Colonia Concentrada just means it's concentrated water, water co- yeah, cologne. Water cologne. Yeah. Yes. I look at a pretty uh, picture of the plate and everything. And then Alvarez Gomez it. is the name of the maker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Colonia Alvarez Gomez. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That, that is a fantastic <laughs> Well, you know me, I use 4711. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, we that. all have we all have our um, favorite things. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, here's our music, and we're going to uh, bring in uh, our delightful Evan, who's going to take us through everything else, and then we're going to all come back and say goodbye. So, Evan, take it away. Thank you, Ms. Katz, and thank you, Conjurman, and thank you, Mama E, for being our guest this week. Please join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Deacon Millet, bringing us tips and tricks on how to be a root worker. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Food or Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Katz via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I am your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from EvanLionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Foodie Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via LuckyMojo.com forward slash radio show dot HTML. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, Evan. Well, we're, we're going to have a couple of announcements here. Um, remember, next week, if you know anybody who wants to be a root worker, uh, tell them to call in and listen. It's going to be a special show. If you want to be a root worker professional, remember when we were talking about people starting jobs from their home? This next show is how to be a, a root doctor, how to be a psychic, and you know how to make it on your own. So tune in for that. The other one is give me all a little bit of extra time on my Patreon. I will, I will get there. I promise. <laughs> and um, it's a, it's a quite a project. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and um, hope to see you next week. And thank it's you. time Bye. to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Good night. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.